from my heart and from my hand. Why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate fifty four wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> You could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole lot of the movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. All right, welcome to the second hour of the show, folks. Yeah, that's right. After Dark. Joey Chestnut coming up here in just about three minutes. Well, just about two minutes, I guess, if my math was right. Math sucks. (laughs) Hey, this is the Barbecue Central Show presented by the fifth annual Taste of the Deerfield Valley. Myron Mixon headlines this September in Vermont with a VIP dinner, cooking demonstration, food festival, lots of delicious food to eat. Get your spot today by visiting CelebrateTheValley.com. CelebrateTheValley.com. You want to hang out with Myron Mixon, and you want to do it in Vermont. I've gotten emails from you from a number of people. When is that Myron Mixon coming to Vermont? Well, guess what? It's going to be September 10th through the 12th. Another. So be sure to check that out. Uh, plus beer pairing. I mean, what doesn't make you want to jump to the phone and uh, hit a beer pairing? Love the beer pairing, right? Love the beer pairing. It's one of the best things ever. It's like wine. It's like wine, yet it's beer. All right. I'm glad we, <laughs> I'm glad we can straighten that out. All right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and raise up uh, Joey Chestnut on the phone here. So uh, let's go ahead and race. Let's race over to the hotline. Joining us now here on the Barbecue Central Show is currently ranked number one in the world of the Competitive food, as uh, as administered by the International Food uh, International Federation of Competitive Eating, friend of the show Joey Chestnut, reloading after last week. Joey, how are you, buddy? Doing pretty good. It's great to be out with you. Good. Uh, you hear me? Yeah, can guys certainly have you here, Joe? And I'm glad we uh, were finally able to hook up. And I'm, I'm glad you made time again uh, this week for us here. So uh, certainly, number of things that we can talk about. Uh, we're obviously a few weeks removed from what is widely considered to be the event in competitive eating every year. Uh, that being the Nathan's World Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. And you've already actually seen action since that event, which we'll get into here in just a little bit. But let's go ahead and look back on the events leading up to July 4th. And certainly this year, there was even more drama preceding the event itself with the eater widely considered to be kind of your biggest rival in this sport, Kobayashi. And he was in this middle of a, I think they termed a labor impasse during the middle of that week. And at that point, it was speculated that he wouldn't compete in the event itself. That actually ended up being the case. 
uh, to me, it was kind of similar to horse racing where you have two favorites like you and Kobayashi, and then one of the horses gets scratched day of the race, and then you kind of have you, which is definitely the favorite, and then the rest of the field. And while they're certainly ready to the run, they just don't seem to have that pedigree or that experience of winning in the big events to overtake you. So when it was confirmed that you heard that Kobayashi wasn't going to be in to eat on July 4th, did you feel like this is yours to win and you just needed to have a consistent performance in order to win that fourth consecutive mustard belt? It was, uh, you know, I, I knew I could win it no matter what. And, uh, it was, I, I was disappointed. I was looking to come in with it for a, a really tough competition. And so I was uh, disappointed that I knew what I had to do. I, I knew I could go out there and beat anybody, but, uh, um, I was hoping I'd have to be there to push the new record. And certainly this is like the biggest event during the course of the year. There's a lot of TV exposure. I mean, could you ever personally imagine that you would be in a position where you would voluntarily, uh, or I guess almost voluntarily, sit out because of some type of labor dispute you have with the IFOC? Oh, you know, it, it, it's a weird situation. Um, I don't necessarily believe that that's, that's why you sat out. I uh, I think there was something else going on because, uh, the, the contract they initially wanted to sign was the, the same one he's been signing for seven years and the same one I, I've been signing. And basically it states that he's not going to go out and promote another hot dog brand or do do a contest that directly uh, contradicts the sponsors of, of that contest. And uh, he, uh, I, I, I think they're missing something else. Uh, whether... I, I, I don't know if he, if he was injured or something, and he just didn't want to tell him he was injured because he, he, he had the injury three years ago. Um, but I, I think that he, he'll be back next year, and he'll be, he'll be back and ready. There was a lot of speculation before that potentially he was sitting out because there was a need for more money to compete in the event. Do you guys get some type of appearance fee yeah. or guarantee in order oh, to take we, part in that? Absolutely. We, well, I mean, there's... There's ESPN involved, and there's Pepto Bismol, great sponsor. Um, there's old, even Old Navy and Heinz Ketchup. So there is some money involved in competitive eating, and there are appearance fees and and guarantees uh, for the amount of media you do. And uh, so it, he was asking for more money, and they, from what I understand, they agreed to pay him more money. I think they paid, agreed to pay him like twice as much as they were paying me. Which I mean, we're not paying, we're not making a ton of money, but he's a uh, but he kept on asking for other things. So it was a weird situation, and I, I don't know if he, um, after after, it, it, I don't. I think he, yeah, it, it's weird. It doesn't make any sense to me. And we're talking with Joey Chestnut. He is the the number one ranked competitive eater for the IFOCE. Uh, Joey, I mean, to sit there, I mean, you've basically just said it right out that they were going to be paying him double. You you've won this title in this uh, just this past July fourth. This was your fourth winning of this event consecutively, uh, to me, it's, he's not necessarily the pinnacle of the sport anymore. Certainly, you've proven that you are the new standard by which any eater needs to compare himself to. Um, is it viewed in your eyes at all, and maybe by some of the fellow competitive eaters, as this big act of selfishness on his part that just kind of shows how disconnected he might be coming uh, from this whole sport? Because it, it is, is it is kind of a niche sport, uh, f- for real. It, it really is. It's, uh, and disconnected is the right word. I would, I would He's not necessarily selfish, but he, he's no way around it. He's a great eater. He, he'll make me push myself to an amazing limit. Um, and I, I respect his ability, but he's he's weird. Uh, I mean, he, if he's, he's a competitive eater. And 
it's the biggest eating contest in the world, uh, he, he should be there. Whether he, whether he thinks he's going to win or whatnot, or, I don't think the money is that big of a deal. It, it's not that big of a deal for me. Uh, it, I mean, it's not like he's going to go to work Monday morning and put on a hot hat. And just, it, it, this is what he does. He's a competitive ear. He should have been there. Is it frustrating to you at all to know that he would potentially be getting that much more money than you to uh, right. to eat because of what you've done? Right. He's been doing this stuff for literally twice as long as me. So I mean, I mean, I, I can I can rationalize it in my head, um, but it, it it is what it is. I'm not I'm not going to whine about it. Um, he's you know I'll beat him. <laughs> That's what I'll go out there. And do. <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll, I'll let my number talk. <laughs> All right, uh, we're talking with Joey Chestnut. Now, this is a, a great event, and certainly the, out of all the events that you take place in during the course of the year, I mean, you're happy to, to win every one that you probably take place in, but, I mean, what's it like to actually be going on national television, even leading up to an event, you're doing cold pizza, you're doing all these other interviews, and then, of course, the biggest sports, dedicated sports TV uh, network out there is covering this thing, and they have been covering it every July 4th for uh, forever or many years. I mean, what's the adrenaline like for you? And is this really just uh, a completely different venue and experience than all the other events that you're going to be taking place in during the course of the year? Oh, it's it's by far the biggest event, and uh, it's without it, without doubt the biggest event. And it's um, I I mean I, I I have a countdown already. It's like two or three hundred and forty some odd days left <laughs> till the next one, and uh, forty eight days. So it, it's a yeah, it's um, it's it's my it's my Super Bowl of competitive eating. It's what I look forward to, and I make sure my body's ready for it. I, I love it. I uh, knowing that, I mean, it's it's weird. It's insane. I'm I'm not disillusioned at all. I'm uh, I'm aware that it's crazy, but I I love getting on stage and making these guys who they want nothing more than to beat me, and uh, I'll make them. I mean, they'll literally go through pain and suffer, and most likely barf just trying to keep up with me. Off. We're talking with Joey Chestnut, he's number one ranked major league eater. Is uh, governed by IFOCE. Uh, so you know enough of the uh, you know what all the drama that took place July fourth. But you know, kind of take us back. And you've been on the show here a couple times, Joey. And I know some of this is going to be repetitive for you, but there's we've gained a lot of listeners here. Uh, I think the first time we had you on was about a year ago uh, in 2009, after the last uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And so for the new listeners that maybe aren't as familiar with you know what's happening prior to the event, they might watch it on television and see you cramming these buns and hot dogs down your mouth. But what kind of a, a training session are you in prior to this competition? What's the process? Oh man, it, it's changed throughout the years. But uh, I mean, for the hot dog contest, I'll get my body into a cycle where I'll do a practice contest, and then I'll I'll fast, I'll recover, and I'll start fasting and getting ready for my next practice. So every every about once every four days, I'll do a practice contest, and then going into the practice, I'm absolutely empty. And while I'm fasting, I'm drinking liquids I'm like a madman, and I'll wake up in the morning and drink half a gallon of milk and maybe half a gallon and a half of water. I just I make sure my body's just going from absolutely empty to one hundred percent full as fast as possible. When you're done at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, whether it be uh, this year, and by the way, uh, for the folks that don't know, uh, you were able to, to go down with 54 hot dogs and uh, buns in 10 minutes. Uh, and that was actually less than it was last year uh, when you had oh, Kobayashi. It was a lot less. But I, mean, it was, I, I think I won by nine hot dogs. So it was, I was cruising. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that was uh, certainly a, a number of hot dogs last year. But, I mean, 54, I mean, you got to be kidding me. That uh, seems patently outrageous to most people. When you're done, I mean, are you full? Uh, that one, you know, I, I've been preparing to eat close to 70 for that contest. <laughs> so I, 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 was, uh, I was upset with myself that I let the heat bother me and I let the whole Kobayashi situation get to me. I should have been pushing harder. But, uh, you know, I, I was happy I won. And I, I the latest thing I did on the 4th of July was 40,000 people. But, uh, I mean, it, it, I felt, I was, I was, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, right after the contest, it, it was a euphoric feeling just because I won. But about 20 minutes later, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. But then eventually it's, it's all starts to settle down deeper in my stomach and the muscles start to relax and the food starts to starts to move, move its way through. I mean, I'm completely empty going into the contest. So it's going to going to be moving pretty quick. And for the people that don't understand this, and we, we've talked about this before, Joey, uh, you don't. Uh, well, actually, I think I might have that. Uh, uh, I might have that listed as another question down the down the line here. So we'll skip that for now. But I mean, have you ever injured yourself prior to an event during your training where you've actually had to uh, withdraw from a competition that you had, had slated? You know, let's see. <laughs> so I party a little bit much every once in a while, but uh, I feel like tried the other day once in a while. But uh, no, I've never. Never pulled out of a contest. Uh, actually, this year, Fourth of July, I was—I don't know if I was—I I had a weird sore throat, but I, I, I went away the day of the contest. But um, the, the contest time. But I mean, I can't. Yeah, I—I I love these competitions. Uh, I, it's really as weird as it sounds. As, as crazy as it is, there's not that many ways to injure yourself. Now, I talked to you briefly the day before the event on, on uh, Friday, and you seem pretty calm, relaxed, uh, but as you lead in to the eat, are you still getting nervous uh, at this point, or right now because you have so many under your belt and you have the victories, it's all business for you now, and you have such a track, word, uh, a track record of domination in the sport, uh, do you expect to win and, and the nerves aren't as much anymore? I, I get nervous. I, I'm a shy guy by nature. Uh so, I mean, but I also like the nervousness. It, it gets the adrenaline pumping a little bit, and uh, helps me focus a little bit more. I mean, it's not a, it's not a nervousness where I'm where I'm a wreck, but uh, it just definitely makes me aware of the situation and it increases my intensity. Um, and and it, it, it's it's good because it helps me. Um, I mean, when we're, when we're on stage eating and eating, uh, I tell myself I have to eat with a sense of urgency, and these are those are ways to eat don't eat normally. It just uh, it, it makes the situation more real, and it makes me push as hard as I can for those 10 minutes or 12 minutes or however long it is. Now, it had to be like one of the hottest July 4th weekends on record uh, up there in New York, 90-plus degrees when the event actually came off. How big of a factor does that kind of heat play to you? Uh, do you game plan for it? Because obviously you're watching uh, forecasts as well, or, or do you just something you adjust to on the fly? Or is it not even a factor at all? Oh, it's definitely a factor, unfortunately. Uh, that's with me. I'm, I'm one of these days. I'm going to get a personal trainer and get in shape. But uh, until then, it's uh, definitely going to be a factor. And uh, day of the contest, I usually stop drinking water, uh, just because I I want to make sure I'm absolutely empty. And the way my my I know my body and the way my stomach holds on to things. If I drink fluids the day of the contest, it'll just stay in my stomach and use it to waste my capacity. So I have to make sure I'm hydrated the night before and after, and and make sure I'm not so hydrated, I'm actually bloated. Um, so, so it, it'd be like on this 4th of July, I was actually I was feeling a little bit 
a little bit dehydrated, a little bit cruddy going into the contest. But I was hoping just the adrenaline would help me push through all the feelings. And, and I realized I was in trouble because I kind of stopped sweating. And it was just, I was just, I don't know. It, you know, I, I most like, it was definitely on my mind. And just it was on my mind probably affected me a little bit. But, uh, I mean, that's something I'll eventually have to figure out and how to get better and just deal with it. We're talking with Joey Chestnut. He's currently ranked number one in the sport of Major League Eating. is governed by the IFOCE. That's the uh, uh, International Federation of Competitive Eating. Uh, so, Joey, as we break down uh, July 4th, you were out very quickly in the first minute of that competition. Ten hot dogs and buns consumed. Did you feel that getting to that first ten uh, in that first minute was key to victory? Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to talk bad about the rest of the field, but I, I knew I could probably eat for seven or six minutes and still beat the guys if I, if I needed to. Um, but, I mean, it, it's, uh, I, I knew that first minute, I mean, if everything was working perfect, I could do 13 hot dogs, and that'd be a good record, record-breaking record pace. So, uh, I mean, at the first day that I did 10, the first minute, I knew, I knew I wasn't going as fast as I should have been. I, after the first minute, I knew I wasn't going to break the record, but I, I just wanted to get into a nice, safe rhythm and make sure that uh, I was able to it will get the victory without barfing, and 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 it, it's 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 weird. Without Kobayashi pushing me, I know I uh, I definitely got a little bit lazy, and I, I I wish I didn't. And for the people that don't know, if you yank on stage, that's like automatic disqualification, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You barf on stage, you're a uh, you're, you're you're a big member. You're a big loser, big DQ. And uh, I, I was quite happy. I was able to just keep it all together and uh, get just. Uh, Get, get, uh, get a victory. Now, Eater X, better known as uh, Tim, well, I guess Tim Janis, better known as Eater X, to the competitive eating faithful out there, really ended up uh, mounting to be your biggest competition during the course of that 10 minutes. He was within four to six hot dogs within that first five minutes or so. But right about the seven minute mark, you were able to actually put some distance between you two, bumping the lead out to 10 overall hot dogs and buns. You were at 43 with three minutes left. Did you feel at that point you were pretty much going to win? Um, yeah, it, it, it was, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I, uh, this first year I knew that I was going to win, uh, just a couple minutes into the contest. Uh, and I, I, I see these other eaters throughout the year. It's, it's very hard to surprise another American eater. I mean, every once in a while, me, I surprise Kobayashi or he surprises me. Uh, I can, but, uh, it's, these American eaters, we, it's, it's really hard. To, I mean, I, I know what Ken is capable of, uh, so he's not gonna, it, it's, I knew he was going to do about that number, and he, he was expecting me to probably do more. But uh, it was, uh, it was just, we, just, um, just doing what we train our bodies to do. So just for fun, at 41 hot dogs, you broke the 12,000-calorie benchmark uh, for that point in the competition. Just for comparison, you know, there was a lot of talk made during the Summer Olympics because the amount of food that, or calories that Michael Phelps was eating while he was training for the upcoming Olympics, which was 12,000 calories a day during the training. You did it in seven minutes. Uh, for some people, 12,000 calories would take maybe 10, 12 days to actually accumulate in their body. Uh, any idea how many calories you're taking in when you aren't eating at an event? Are you, are you taking in the regular uh, FDA 12 to, well, to, to 1,500 calories or whatever? That's, that's a good question. I mean, while I'm fasting, uh, I'm fasting almost no salt foods, minimal calories. Uh, I'll, I'll take in about 400 calories a day uh, while I'm fasting, preparing for a contest, and while I'm recovering. 
Um, right now, I'm I'm pretty much a normal diet. I might be a little bit higher than average, uh, just because I'm, I'm still just celebrating a little bit every every now and then. But uh, I mean, right now I'm, I'm on a normal diet. Uh, if I have a contest, I'm not going to train like a madman for it. I'm gonna I'll do a fast beforehand, and I, I should be able to beat everybody there. But um, yeah, it, granted, the 50 some odd hot dogs is about 20,000 calories, and yeah. uh. Or maybe 68 hot dogs, I think it was 20,000. And it was, uh, it, it, it just takes your body, it, it, I mean, it, it's not natural necessarily, but your body can be adapt, adapt and do whatever you do, make it, make it do, uh, if you know how to do and know how to push yourself. All right, so as the uh, the 10 minutes click off, you finish with 54 hot dogs and buns eaten. And I think that's, again, an important, uh, important point to uh, make a note of it. It's not just hot dogs. It's hot dog and buns. Janice eats 43. You win by 11. You eat 16,038 calories in 10 minutes. And to be honest, I mean, you look pretty good. You didn't seem uncomfortable, perhaps. Maybe like you could have kept going for another five minutes or so. And, and I'm sure there is a large portion of the audience that assumes that you are making a run for the nearest port john to unload the dogs. But that's not the case for you, is it? No, no. It's very rare for you to sick. There's been times where I've Actually, uh, I like have been more dehydrated than I was this Fourth of July. But this Fourth of July, I, I didn't actually push my absolute capacity, so I my body I was able to actually hydrate after I ate and digest uh, the food. So um, there's there's only two reasons: either I'm dehydrated or I'm not familiar with the food. And those are the only reasons why I'll get sick. But uh, it's uh, it's the only way you get better. If you if you get the food down, digest it, you know you can go up a little bit more next time. And uh, that, that's the way I, I kind of push my body to the new limit every time. Joey Chestnut's joining us here on the Barbecue Central show after dark. Uh, no names please, Joey, but are there other competitors out there that look to finish, but then as soon as they're done and, and the game has been called, uh, they're renting the food versus actually digesting it? Like uh, you I, I mean, it's kind of easy to tell. You, you, <laughs> can, you can just see the way the, their facial expressions after the contest and how fast they get off the stage. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, it, it, you, you can tell. You can see if they hit a wall after six, six or seven minutes and don't eat anymore. That means that they're they're not in control anymore. They, they can't control their body, and their body's making them uh, stop. So it's um, I mean, you can tell. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure if you watch the video again, you say, oh, but they, they, there's probably about a third of the eaters who uh, <laughs> who get sick, and those are, those are the third of the eaters I make fun of after every contest. <laughs> it's hard for them, right? I mean, it's hard for everybody, but it's easy. I mean, I mean, everybody's been in some sort of eating contest growing up. I mean, even critics, critics of competitive eating, people who hate it, they'll, they'll admit that they've done some sort of eating contest in their life. And uh, you know, it, it's 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 a weird feeling pushing your body in, in, in this in this way. And uh, some people, I mean, almost everybody kind of likes it, but it's uh, it's, it's it's funny. Now, when it was all said and done, you take uh, uh, ten grand for the event. So obviously, not a bad payday for ten minutes of your life. But given all the drama with you know leading up to with Kobayashi not going or, or taking part or not taking part, ultimately he wasn't he wasn't taking part. Was there more press this year than in years past because of everything encompassing? Was this the most press covered uh, hot dog eating contest that you've been a part of? It, well, it probably was the most press covered just because uh, the the whole contract. The thing, uh, brought aside the competitive eating, that people like, oh, well, there's actually contracts involved in competitive eating, so that, that, there was a lot of, got a lot of people's attention just that, to that alone, uh, that, you know, that 
these guys who push their bodies in a ridiculous way for getting contracts. But, uh, I mean, there's every, every Fuzzy Drive, there's an amazing amount of media attention. Every, every from all across the country, at the newspapers and reporters all, all around the world are there. So it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a big event either way. But you're right, this year did get a little bit more attention. So July 4th wraps up, and maybe while the other eaters actually take some time to digest, you're on a very quick turnaround schedule. Eight days later, you're in Lincoln City, Oregon, at the Chinook Winds Casino Resort, taking part in an event which you have pretty much owned over the last five years, that being the barbecue rib-eating contest. You broke your own oh record. Oh, my God. It's, it's so <laughs> great to go there. They, uh, that, that place is a pretty good little barbecue festival, uh, a little cook-off. And uh, it's great to go there because I've got so many people there now. And... Uh, this year, Pat Bertoletti, a great eater at Chicago, tried to challenge me. And they were so upset because I was out partying a little bit the night before, and I did not look too good when it before the contest started, but I was able to keep it together and, uh, and pull, pull it through for the fans and uh, end up beating them by over a pound. Yeah, I mean, like nine point you, you break your own record of 8.8 pounds with a 9.5 pound effort in 12 minutes that day. Um is it tough to go from an eight-day turnaround, you know, just days before or just days after that big event in uh, New York where you're back down somewhere else? Is the belly, or, or perhaps is it not because the belly's kind of already in game shape? It, it's exactly right. Uh, my body's in perfect shape. It's used to digesting massive amounts of food, and all I have to do is keep my, keep my body on a little bit of a cycle or else, or else after the 4th of July, I, I fast a little bit and, and eat too much, and I and I had another big meal three days later, and then I, then I started fasting for the for the for the next rib contest. And ribs ribs nine point something nine point five pounds of ribs sounds like a lot, but I mean, in actuality, those ribs they're they're, they're delicious and they're slippery and easy to swallow. And I didn't have to drink that much water during the contest, so I mean, even after the contest, I probably only gained maybe twelve pounds. And yeah, after a hot dog contest, I'll, I'll gain. Plus do you know what your put on weight capacity is oh yeah yeah i mean after a hot dog contest i mean i'll uh with the rear with the hot dog buns and water i'll weigh myself before and after and i'll gain 25 or 26 pounds i mean and then there's a lot of that is water so eventually it's going to work its way out and then and then the I mean, that food, it, it, it's food, and uh, so it all digested, and a lot of that, I, I'm, I'm assuming my body, I've, I talked to a doctor, he said there's no way your body will absorb all those calories, so there is food not being completely digested, but uh, it's competition, I'm pushing my body hard. So Bertoletti, as you had mentioned, was in there with you, another very accomplished competitive eater. For the people that weren't there to watch it in person, because obviously this wasn't televised or wasn't streamed anywhere online, were you in control again right from the start, or was there a little bit more uh, competitive nature to that? Yeah, it, it was weird because it looked like he was he was beating me, but uh, it, it, the rib contests are tough to judge because you can't um, you can't really tell who's ahead by just by looking because somebody can move on to their second plate, but they're not cleaning very well. That's what Pat was doing. He was uh, he was moving quick, but he wasn't getting the meat off the bone. I was making sure I was uh, clean, cleaning the bones really well. I have a, have a pretty good technique, and uh, so so I, I knew I was cleaning them better than him. But he he'd, he'd always move on to the next play before me, so it looked like he was ahead. So, but uh, towards the end, actually, he he always slowed it down at the end, and uh, even yeah, I, I eventually even got a plate ahead of him. 
and uh, eventually it was there I won. Joey Chestnut joining us here on the Barbecue Central Show after dark. As far as the ribs are concerned, Joey, do you get them? Are they like baby back ribs? Are they uh, uh, spare ribs? And are they come on the bone? So are they weighing what's left over as far as the actual eating them out? These were spare ribs, I think. Uh, they're delicious. I mean, that place, they uh, actually, the casino who runs the contest in Lincoln City, they uh, enter their own ribs into the cook-off, and they usually do pretty well. And uh, so they're, they're proud of the ribs, and they make sure they're served really, really nice and warm and uh I this my there's two there's two rib cookouts that I like to go to. There's that one and there's uh, one in Reno. Uh, both serve awesome ribs. So uh, yeah, I mean it, the places that serve ribs, they like to make sure they, they taste good. Well, that's key, right? I mean, it's got to taste good in order for you to want to consume massive amounts. Oh, yeah, well, it, and that's another thing. If they taste good, I'm gonna definitely eat more. And also, they know I'm honest. If they taste bad, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tell the media that, that the, the ribs suck. <laughs> I mean, there's a casino in the, well, where the heck was I? Somewhere in Mississippi, uh, Lulu, Mississippi. And it, it, those ribs were awful. Never going to go to another one of the contests again. <laughs> See, I mean, you are, I mean, you eat this much barbecue. I mean, you're kind of a, an aficionado of sorts, at least with the ribs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, I can tell good ribs from bad ribs. And if there's a weird spice in there that's uh, not in the right proportion, it'll, I can, it'll eventually build up and I can, uh, I'll taste it. Now you take fifteen hundred bucks away from that event, so substantially less than the payday for July Fourth, obviously. But I mean, you're on streaks with both of these events: four wins in a row at the hot dog eating contest up in New York, and then six. This was your sixth rib win in a row. Does one record mean more to you than the other, or as regarding the streaks, are they all special? Uh, it, it's, uh, in its own way, it was a very special contest for me because uh, I've, I've been going there for so long. One every year, I go there. And, People are because you know that place is awesome. They take care of me, and uh, um, but uh, hot dogs by far is, is the most important contest of the year. And like I said earlier, I can't believe Toby Ashley would actually decide not to go. And it was, it was a lame excuse over a contract, uh, especially over a contract that he that he had signed previously. It's just, it didn't make it still doesn't make sense to me. Um, so without a doubt, hot dogs is that that streak right now, and the championship is. Uh, without a doubt, the most important contest for me. Now, this past weekend uh, in Seattle, you took part in a unique event in cooperation with Jimmy John's Sandwiches. How did that go, and, and what's the concept? It's a weird concept. It's something I'm not used to. <laughs> um, no, it's weird. It's it completely way out of left field, and, uh, but it's it, it, it kind of fun at the end, even though I lost, I, my team lost. So we have three people making sandwiches, Jimmy John's best sandwich makers fastest, and then there's three people eating, and uh, the sandwich makers have five minutes to make sandwiches, and after 30 seconds, we start eating the sandwiches they make, and we have five minutes to eat all the sandwiches they make within their five minutes. So uh, they actually made 22 sandwiches, and we did we ate 21. So it was damn close. I, I, I was a little bit irritated. My teammates weren't holding up their end of the bargain. I mean, so it's got to be hard, right? I mean, being the number one guy when it comes to competitive eating. Plus, on on top of all that, you ate July fourth. You ate uh, eight days later, and then what are you? Uh, five days maybe removed from the rib eating contest. Now you're sucking down Jimmy John sandwiches. Uh, do other do the other guys that are on the team 
understand the fact that they really have to step their game up in order to be anywhere near in your league as far as food that you can consume. It's uh, the, the, it's, they they know how hard I work for the hot dogs and how much thought I put into it. Um, I'm very competitive though. Uh, as you, I don't know if you're aware, like Sean White, the snowboarder. Oh yeah. And the way he trains Olympics, and it was he uh, he went away and trained away from everybody. He had a special half pipe built, and so nobody knew what he was doing or how he was training. Same way as for me. I, I'm not gonna really tell everybody how I'm doing it. Exactly how my trainings are going. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to tell I'm training well because I'll go to a contest and I'll blow it away. Um, so they're, they're aware in that fashion, but um, but it, 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 we're very competitive and they know that I, I work very hard at this and I, I enjoy it. And they know that they they know what I, what I'm getting on stage and I'm smiling. It's smiling because not not because I think I'm gonna win. I know that I'm gonna make them suffer. And, uh, it's, it's, it's good. So in, in a competition that's set up with this Jimmy John's like this event, is it frustrating for you to know that the other two guys maybe weren't uh, stepping it up as much as you were? I mean, it, I can't expect everybody to eat like me. If I expected everybody to eat like me, I wouldn't win as much. But uh, I have to, I mean, they, they, they could have, I, mean, I don't know. It, it, I, I actually, I, I don't even blame them nearly as much. I think that they, got, they were able to sneak one more sandwich in at the end. I think it, it was a setup that they, uh, and maybe, they, uh, was, maybe you're very, I mean, it was, uh, the contest, the contest was held by Jimmy John's and they, they didn't want people to say their sandwich makers are the fastest. That's right. what I think happened. And maybe, they, they got a little bit of a, maybe your competitive fire, uh, is something that adds to the whole thing as well. You just don't want to lose regardless. No matter what. Yeah. I mean, if, even if it was set up, I still want to win. Now, I assume that you have August 21st marked out on the calendar. It's another event that you have really dominated over these past three years, that being the uh, the, the Goiza, or however the hell you say it, Potsticker Eating Championship in Los Angeles. In 2008, you ate 231 chicken and vegetable sticks. Uh, you're looking to eclipse that effort, and can you not really assume a record? Or is it something that you kind of feel in that first few bites if you know you really have a, a spectacular uh, occasion within you? Well, here you know, I you know I do like the events in uh, Los Angeles, but this year, Petro Bismol, they are showing uh, Joey Jensen's love, and I'm uh, actually uh, doing a series of events for them in August. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to be doing this year. I'll be doing sushi in San Francisco. Wow! Weekend. You know that you know the IFOC and, uh, website has you listed as showing up at the Goiza event, right? <laughs> no, they don't, do they? <laughs> it was uh, about three or four days ago when I was uh, doing my research. Oh, I mean, Otherwise, I wouldn't have asked know. you the question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I might be able to do both of them. Who knows? <laughs> they, they might be able to make it work. All right. So, what's they, the what's the sushi know. event like? What do you what are you eating? Is it like spring rolls? Or are you just sucking down raw tuna or what? No, no they they haven't come up with the actual food yet. Uh, it's a bit small. They're uh, they're gonna be holding. Uh, a, at the event, they're gonna, they're gonna, there are people signing up for the event already online. I think uh, on Federal Baseball website, and I'll be going against three amateurs to see if they can actually eat more than me. And uh, we'll see. I'm, I'll make them wish they had their Federal Baseball shorts. <laughs> I mean, that, that can possibly happen, right? I mean, do you do you foresee somebody, or do you well, ever three foresee three people added three people adding up their totals to try to beat me? 
Well, I mean, do you ever foresee somebody just kind of snaking out of the woodwork as an amateur and then beating you in an eating competition? Just one person? No, 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 no. They would definitely have to be... Yeah, there's no one person out there could beat me. They have to be a team of people. And uh, so three people, I think, maybe will have a chance to beat me. But uh, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, I'll, if I'm going to body so cooperating, I'll be able to beat any number of people. We're talking with Joey Chestnut. He's the number one ranked major league eater, according to IFOCE. Joey, you probably answer this quite a bit, and I get actually uh, answered this kind of a question, or I actually get asked this kind of a question because of the the niche that I cater to, which is, uh, well, part of it is actually competitive barbecuing, where you know these guys go out on circuits and compete with our barbecue to, to win prizes and so forth. Uh, do you personally consider the competitive eating to be a, a quote-unquote real sport, or do you view it personally perhaps as more of a novelty? Well, it's, 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 that's a weird question. I mean, who can sport? Uh, at first, I really didn't consider it a sport at all. Uh, I thought it was just a talent, uh, a talent that I really loved to do. Um, but then uh, as I became more competitive, and I started to figure out how to push my body. There's no way I could, uh, no way I could continue to push my body that hard without calling it a sport. And so, so I, I call it a sport. And um, and so I, and I, I can understand why some people wouldn't. But uh, it, it, it's definitely to me that it, it's you know I can improve and you know the competitiveness and there's a physical aspect and there's pain involved and there's and there's a mental aspect. So so it's easy. It's now now it's easy for me to call it a sport. But um, it, it's like some people don't call darts a sport. Some people don't call bowling a sport. Um, and until you really put yourself, really push yourself in that fashion. Uh, I mean, it's, you can't really say something about a sport. Now, I wonder, because we had kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier as far as contracts are concerned, but does the IFOC have, like you and, and maybe two, three, four, five other guys, like under a contract like the UFC does with some of their uh, their big fighters, or is it kind of a event-to-event thing? It's event-to-event. Um, I have an agreement with them that I will... With, I will compete in their their events only, or compete in events if they get new questions. So, and the truth is, they they run all the big events, the MLE maybe getting, and uh, so I mean, it, they they run all the big events, and they'll, they'll I'm invited to all of them. Uh, most of the time, I give a fair and uh, it's it's a, I mean, it, it, I like the way they run their events. They make sure they're safe. They make sure the food is decent at least, and uh, they make sure the winner is the winner. So they're proper judging. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, I am signed on with Emily. And there's actually, I think almost all of them are. And Kobayashi is still signed on with, with Major League. He, he, he has the opportunity to compete in any event he wants. And are there events out there right now um, that get in contact with you and, and say, hey, we want you to, we want you to come out to this event? And you know, regardless if you win or not, we'll give you you know we'll give you like a guarantee purse, and we'll we'll fly you from San Jose out to Timbuktu and, and take care of all those expenses for you because we want to have number one at the contest to help them perhaps draw more sponsorship, more of the the bigger talented competitive eaters to make their event come off even bigger and better. That's it's it's this crazy idea, but it happens. Uh, it happened for Lincoln City. They they knew that I I was going to do media. media. For them and get some media attention for them. Um, it's happening this week. There's a, a ridiculous Mars bar eating contest uh, going on at Comic Con in San Diego. 
and uh, it's to promote a, a, a red faction video game for Xbox. And uh, so it, it's then the, the video game takes place on Mars. So that's why they have a Mars bar eating contest. <laughs> so they're, they're having me come out for that event and uh, and taking care of me out, taking care of me with an appearance fee. So do you, I mean, and we've talked about the, what you've uh, accumulated, you know, prize winning wise. Uh, over the last handful of years, and, and no doubt about it, I mean, you're, it, it's a it's a good living that a lot of people would like to make. What you're doing just at the competitive eating side, um, have you have has time has weared on? Have you thought about getting out of the day job and just riding this for however long it's going to be? Absolutely not. I, mean, I love my normal job. I work in construction <laughs> management. I get to work around a bunch of crazy dudes uh, who are swinging hammers and working on heavy machinery. So I, I have fun my normal job. I uh, I, uh, yeah, it's a, on, the, on the weekends, I sometimes take off work early on Friday or maybe miss Friday, but uh, usually, I, I, usually I don't have to miss any work at all, but on the weekends, I'm a warrior. I go out and travel to a new place and meet tons of great people and, and do what I love to do, and I eat. Now, uh, so you're widely considered to be the best eater out there right now, and this isn't something, uh, and you seem incredibly down to earth. And that's the first thing that I thought when we had talked the very first time about a year ago, uh, while you go into talking about the training and, and the throat, getting your throat muscles tuned and how you're not worried about choking, because at this point it's like, you know, a swimmer not worried about drowning is just something that you do at this point. But you obviously realize that this isn't something that you're going to be doing for the next 15 or 20 years. As, as we've talked in the past, Eating is what you do on the weekends. You have the real job in construction management during the week. How will you know, Joey, when it's time to uh, when it's time to kind of wash the dishes and call it a competitive eating career? Oh, I'm hoping somebody like you will tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell you. I want to talk to you continuously. You know, forget about it. <laughs> I mean, it's it, yeah. As long as I'm having fun, as long as I'm healthy, uh, as long as I don't think I'm missing out on other parts of my life, I'm gonna. Definitely be doing this. Uh, those, those, those are the things that are important to me. Making sure I'm, I'm healthy and having fun. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's it, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I travel to festivals and events, and it's not like work. I, I just go there and eat, and I just have fun, and meet people, and shake hands, and buy autographs, and kiss babies. It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> So warming you up for the career in politics after the uh, major league eating career is over, Joe. No doubt about it. Uh, so, uh, do you see any potential successor coming up through the ranks right now? Somebody you might have seen at a competition that might be doing like an amateur side the day before the the MLEs get there that uh, might have a shot at assuming your throne when you actually decide to step away. Well, you know, every once in a while, somebody has a great performance. Uh, ben Monson, this guy, he's like six foot out of uh, San Diego. He beat me one time. And uh, he's an awesome eater if he uh, figures out how to push his body. Um, he, he definitely has the build and he's already a bodybuilder, so he knows how to push his body in, the, in, in one way. So he has to just figure out uh, how to be a competitive eater. So, I mean, he could be a good, good eater if he if he figured it out. Um, and then Pat Bertoletti, he's an awesome eater. Uh, I've, I've known him for five years. I don't know if he's going to I don't know what it would take for him to get better, but uh, there's every contest I'm seeing your faces, um, and it's uh, I mean it gets harder and harder to get into the Fourth of July. This year, I think some a lot of veterans didn't get into the Fourth of July eating contest, and uh, it was uh, there's some new faces in there, and uh, yeah, it, it's 
it's, it's crazy the amount of popularity it's getting. And people are going to have their first contest and doing 25 hot dogs. So, uh, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another person like me coming out in the next two years. Do you ever see a time potentially where, because as the sport grows and as people want to get better, you know, and I can aken this a little bit back to competition barbecue where you see people, you have, like yourself, let's call you, you know, one of the, the winningest pit masters are out there on the competition circuit. Well, now a lot of these guys are actually putting on weekend classes where they charge, you know, it's uh, depending on who it is and where it is, it's five, six, seven hundred bucks a head for a weekend. And they're basically showing you everything that they do from start to finish uh, at a competition. Do you see a point where maybe you're going to decide to get out of it and offer up the Joey Chestnut archive of services on how to be the best at competitive eating and lay out what you've done, obviously for a fee, uh, to somebody that might want to get better and help them train, be like the uh, the Emily personal trainer? No, no. That's, that's just, whole, I, I'm pretty lighthearted about the whole competitive eating thing. It's... Uh, I'm just having fun with it. Uh, I can't see myself having a training school. If anything, I'll do a charity bringing, bringing poor kids into nice restaurants and teaching them, uh, yeah, taking kids to nice restaurants. That's the only, only other thing I was thinking about involving eating. But, um, you know, it's, it's I just, uh, yeah, I mean, once it's done, it's done. Once I'm out of it. Um, but I'm just having fun with it. it it's, I think every year I'm amazed how many how many how much more uh how much more people are following it. This year, I mean, we got Petro Bismol involved and it was the old Navy. And I'm still working on a deal with Hooters, uh yeah. international to work at an international ad campaign. So it's um so it, I'm amazed at how much how far how far it's gone and I'm just having fun with it. Yeah, certainly you're a big part of that, Joey. And again, this is Joey Chestnut. He's currently ranked number one in the world for competitive eating, according to the International Federation of Competitive Eating. He won his fourth consecutive Muster Bell July 4th at the Nathan's World Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest and his sixth consecutive Barbecue Rib Eating Championship on the 12th of this month at the Chinook Winds Resort in Lincoln City, Oregon. Uh, so look for that uh, sushi event sometime in August. And, uh, Joey, I certainly appreciate you coming on. Glad we could get you reloaded for the show tonight. And uh, appreciate you making time for the show tonight. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me on. Great to be on with you again, finally. All right, take care, Joey. There he is. Joey Chestnut, baby. Endlessly fascinating to me. Maybe not to you. Endlessly fascinating to me. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks to Joey Chestnut. For joining me, killed it. 47 minutes of competitive eating succulents. Man, oh man. That's a lot of calories, bro. But he can do it. Nobody else can figure it out. What he's figured out. Let's look ahead to next week. Coming up on the 27th, Pork Barrel Barbecue going to be joining us during the first hour. Loaded up for After Dark at the 10 o'clock hour. Myron Mixon going to be joining us talking about Season 2 of Barbecue Pitmasters. Also, we'll probably uh, talk to him a little bit about that Taste of the Valley. CelebrateTheValley.com is that website for more information. So look for that next week on the 27th. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.